0: There's something frozen under the Thames and it's eating people Okay Proposal, we need to get a
1: closer look at it Good, yeah Plan, let's get eaten Thank you for downloading the Trap One podcast This week I'm delighted to welcome back Colin Neal and our special guest Guy Riveau Okay. good evening Hello How's Hi. it going? Good, thanks, how are you guys?
2: Yeah, really well, well, thanks. Very well, thank you, Mark, and and hi, Colin. Hi again, how are you doing? <laughs> Good, thanks. <laughs> Let's do it this time for the recording, shall we? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's to a... be able uh, to spend some uh, time with you guys. Thank you so much for uh, having me on your uh, wonderful podcast.
1: Uh, thank you very much for making the time. Um, really appreciate speaking to you. So we're talking to you because you've appeared in two Doctor Who stories, Thin Ice ah. and this year's New Year Special Resolution. Um, yep. you, I think you're not really a Doctor Who fan, though, you're saying? No, 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 not at all. You know, I, 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 I am,
2: I'm I, not really uh, uh, familiar um, with everything about Doctor Who because I, I know I know that Doctor Who, to some, uh, like you guys, it's a bit like a religion, right? It's a bit like... Star Wars or Star Trek, there is a huge following, and sometimes I can see, uh, you know, some some great stuff going on. But I knew, I knew when I, you know, that I that, that that was the show that I had to get into because because of because of the following. So I am a fan, but I am not as screwed up as you are. Even okay. if I have had the opportunity to film two episodes over the last two years
1: so how did you get into acting to begin with
2: well you know um, it's a kind of a funny story Um, at the age of 42 four years ago I I was watching a TV program on a TV with my wife called Poda and it was a season one and uh, you know guys Usually, I am not really an avid uh, TV watcher. I don't really watch too much TV. What I, what I like to do usually is to produce a lot, is to work hard, and, 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 and is to create things, you know. Uh, but um, I've always loved the arts and theater and things. And uh, anyway, what happened is that uh, I got to watch that program, season one, with my wife. And I kind of really got hooked up to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I watched the first episode and the second episode. And, and I thought, that is the best thing I've seen for a long time, you know? And, uh, and then I realized that it was a film where I live in Cornwall. And, and then, you know, suddenly it happened. You know, sometimes you've got one of these moments where it just clicked into cool. my mind. And then I just said to my wife, I looked at my wife and I said, uh, look, look, love, if there is a season two of this, I'm going to be in it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, And she she looked at me and she said, "Eh?" (laughs) huh? Yeah. (laughs) And I said, look, I, I promise you, if there is a season two of this, I'm going to be in it. And guys, I wasn't even doing any acting then. You know, I just like, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know who to ask, where to go. Uh, because in this in this business sometimes it can be about who you know. it's, it's a huge network of people, you know mm-hmm. and I didn't know and I said, I'm going to be there and And I was there, and this is how my career as an actor started by a vision and a desire to succeed, the will to succeed and, and to move forward. And funny enough I did I did reach my first target. we can come to this in a moment because only about six months later, I was filming a scene in Poor Dark season two. Wow. And uh, I was filming a scene in Cornwall in, in a, I managed to get, so I, I'll come to this in a moment, but from, for the first six months, I did everything I possibly could. And I got into a position in and a little acting role and I got in Poor Dark season two. And I made the eight it. Uh, I met the final cut, but you could only really see my back, so I wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> so I said to my wife, that's not good enough. I'm going to
0: go back for season three. <laughs> and, uh, Is this because she was just really, really interested in Aidan Turner and you had to find some way to, to, <laughs> to, to, to get her to talk to you again? No, because I don't <laughs> have any dealing
2: with Aidan Turner. You know, I mean, the first season, the, for season two, I just played the guy from the City Eyes, uh, you know, so... It was kind of a, 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 an incredible experience for me because from the moment where, you know, Colin, where I said, to, I said, I'm going to become an actor, I'm going to be in Podark and I'm going to be in season two. And then here I am, and I'm filming. I remember, I will always remember that day. You know, it was in September, you know, and a lot of tourists were still in Cornwall. And we filmed my scene, that particular scene, in um near central stall over there oh, i can't remember the, the name of the place you know but i come to me in a moment and it's a little port you know oh yeah and the uh, Ch- 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 charlestown and uh and 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 there were hundreds of people watching man all all above all above the port and we're filming down there and we are to go in the minibus and escorted with security, dance set and everything. And, and and I did a little scene with Eddie and Turner there and the captain and what have you. So for me, it was already a first sweet a sweet victory. That's but, but Yeah, man. I, I, but you know, you, you kind of like, you know, and I've watched that season two and you not only see my bike. And I thought, oh man, it's so disappointing. Because <laughs> it was kind of a lovely scene, but I still had the experience. but. Funny enough, I said, you know, I'm going back for season three. I need to do this that's my first target. This is really what I want to do. I want to be in that show. Like some people who maybe would like to be more in Doctor Who or Star Wars or 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 and more throne and stuff, me I had to be Poldark, you know. And, and as you perhaps know, I've managed to go on season three, and I had a character's name. I played the French aristocrat, I yeah. played the Vicomte de Sombray, and I was running lines as well with, with Adrian Turner. So I had the proper character's name with lines in season three, episode three, and episode five of Poldark, which to me
0: was a great achievement, was one of the greatest achievements for me ever. You that's know, such a great story. That's I. Nice, yeah. I mean, we know each other, but um, and yeah. uh, you know, we catch up when we can. But yeah. just just to hear that the way that you were so determined to go for it, that's uh, mm. that's a lesson for all of us. I think that's uh, that's really cool. What well up? Yeah, yeah.
2: Thank you very much, Colin. Yeah, it, 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 it was wonderful. You know, absolutely sensational experience. And I remember this particular series, the three scenes, three different locations, of five days you know, and, uh, you know, you get to mix up with, with all of the, the cast, and the, the main cast, you know, and, like, I remember my first scene in episode two, I get introduced, I'm, I'm one of the main guys in there, you know, the Vicomte de Sombra, I get introduced to Product to help him to rescue Product's best mate, which is the Dr. Ennis, who's been, who's been uh, taken prisoner in France, uh, so I'm being introduced uh, and all of the main cast is in there, you know, with that French dude and stuff like that, you know. But then my character as well is in the books, book five, and um, and then obviously the script is changing a little bit because I don't want to talk too much about the poor Dark because it's a Doctor who's thing, you know. But but but, no, but, I mean... but but obviously in the book, in the book I go to France with poor Dark, but in the script you can see me having an absolute fit. I'm going mental in, in the inn in the pub and having this huge argument in French uh, with my French guys and Paul Darx decided to go to France on his own with his team. You know? so, but it was a great, great shoot, man. Great
1: yeah. show. I remember that. I watched Paul Darx no, yeah. I remember those Sorry? scenes. I remember those scenes and the storyline in, in season three about, like you say, rescuing Dr. Ennis from, from the prison. That's, uh, that's fantastic.
2: Yes, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was brilliant. And obviously, that didn't stop me, you know, not just Poldark, but obviously to work on different things around Poldark, around you know, and, and, and I got involved in, in different stuff, you know, because you've got to start from the bottom, you know, and uh, mm. I remember before Poldark, the day I decided to, to start acting, you know, you, you kind of like, I spent. I remember I spent about a good two or three weeks having sleep at night, sleep as night, and I was spending all night networking finding people trying to build some kind of momentum to get my first shoot and i remember my wife was always saying to me oh what are you doing you know and i was saying you know i'm i'm, I'm doing something i'm building something. i've got a vision i've got i've got to do it uh, and then i got my first shoot which was the trailer of a web series of the miserable on the south coast and i got cast as Jolie, one of the main guys from the barricade and stuff and and then I went on to do a fantasy short called Final Fantasy based on the video game and then Mm -hmm. I did a Viking movie and then I did a horror movie and and then it's only it all started you know and basically what I had to do is to kind of try to build some momentum in order to build a show and show something show my face show some action and show my face you know And, and, uh, and still now four years later I've achieved some great stuff but but it's only the beginning, because I want to try to push myself and go as far as I possibly can go and, and really test myself. You know, because sometimes you really like when you do scenes with Eddie and Turner. Uh, I've done scenes with like some great actors. You really need to uh, to 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 get out of your comfort zone,
1: you know,
2: and and you really need to be prepared and work hard. You know.
1: Very cool. So well done. The, your Thanks, first. Man. Your first role in Doctor Who was the uh, the Georgian gentleman in Thin Ice. How did that come about?
2: Oh, that was that was pretty that was pretty cool. Basically, I just got cast about this one, you know, because uh, of my good looks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess I was looking the part. I was with an agency as at the time, and my agent, you know, like one of my agents, you know, called me and they said, you know, like, look, man, you know, we, we would like to be to be in this you know and uh, and you know I had the longer hair at the time because I cut my hair now for a few I did last year one movie but I had longer hair and I kind of looked probably the period and stuff you know and uh, I got cast into this uh, this role and and uh, even if you know, even if you know I don't run lines on this you know it was quite it was quite a great shoot because I was over there for five days on set in the studios in Cardiff and it was quite an intense shoot you know and it was it was kind of like non-stop action, you know, and the, the way they created the set and and the ice and the CGI, it was pretty cool, you know.
0: And so you, you play the. Uh, I'm remembering your scenes now. It's yeah. uh, you're coming out. You think you come out of a, a building and you're behind Pearl Mackey and Peter Capaldi, and then you're on the ice and you're play watching games or play uh, the people are playing it. So you're playing games with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's a good sort of five minutes uh, of footage there. And, and did you say that w- when you say filming in studios, w- was that indoors? Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I did not realize that. I'm probably the last person to realize. But that didn't feel like an outdoors set. Uh, yeah, really yeah. Indoors. No, it, it yeah. was
2: really well made, my friend. You know, uh, it, it was it was an awesome shoot.
0: Basically, we filmed all of this in the studios in
2: a in uh, in Cardiff for the BB. It's his studios, you know. It was like a gigantic studio, and they had the whole set built up over there. And obviously, probably after that, they can probably use CGI and everything. And all the all the frauds, they used to have a lot of smoke machine going on. And even me, at some point, the the smoke machine was so much, man, I could even breathe sometimes during the shoot, you know. And, and they got this particle of ice falling off and everything. And uh, and they had the whole set. Basically, they built the whole set inside the studios, you know. And um, and it was a five-day shoot for me. And I think for that particular episode it was a little longer. But me on site was, was five days. Yeah. You know, and and it was it was quite incredible and it was it was nice to work alongside I didn't work with him directly as such, but I worked alongside Peter Capaldi and uh and I thought, you know, by examining him, you know, and, and watching him closely that he's he's a great guy, cool guy, and, and he's a very um what, I, what, what I've identified is a very um, talented and professional and uh, prepared actor. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know very, very a very good guy, a great, great actor.
1: You know. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? One of the things I saw was in an interview with Pearl Mackey. She said that the fake snow on the set wasn't great, that it was getting in her eyes and her nose. Did you have any problems with that as well as the, the smoke? <laughs> I had a
2: problem with the breeze.
1: Yeah.
2: uh at some point the breathing was getting like uh, it, it was really very very difficult to breathe that stuff because they put so much in there on set I mean you can see the way it is when you look when you watch it on, on the screen right it's mm. kind of very whitey icy and it's quite atmospheric but but actually this is what was happening on set. I mean, obviously, the CGI and everything, and the river, or the times that, that CGI, but all of this smoke and stuff, we, we were going through it, and, and they had smoke machines everywhere. Sometimes you could even see, them. So I, I find the breathing a little bit difficult at times because it was getting into your lungs. Mm-hmm.
0: You, know, uh, you know you know, know what we were talking about earlier, uh, about our favorite artist? Yeah. That I had seen Jean-Michel Jarre, I had seen him five nights in a, or okay. in, a, in a week or something like that, and you know when they... They fill the whole arena with that smoke to make the yeah. lasers work and all the lights really stand out. I was coughing so hard. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I put my back out. So I know what you. I know what you're feeling like it's uh, it's harder than it looks, isn't
2: it? Yeah, and when you work on set as well, you know, it's like it's like long days, man. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you, you will not do less than twelve hours. So so you could be you could be arriving on set, you know, like uh, you could be arriving for your call out time of let's say six a.m. And I remember, if I remember well, actually. For this particular episode of Doctor Who, it was way earlier. I think we, we, we were one of the day was four a.m. Maybe it was five a.m. and stuff. You know, and then you get into wardrobe and you change and makeup and stuff. And then you probably start filming between eight a.m. and you're at it until like eight p.m. You know? Yeah. So there are long days, man. You know, and um, but there, you know, you're not used all the time. You know, there would be like rest periods and uh, and sometimes you know the director or. You know the 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 the, the casting casting uh, people. You know the 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 first or second AD, You know they pick up on people and say, "Okay, I want you not seen. I don't want you not seen. I would like you to be there. I'll be there." So you're not there all the time. But I remember that for me, on a personal note, that was a very productive shoot, and that I was always used, and I was always in the thick of the action. So it was a very well rewarding shoot for me. This one, it was a great. Over the five days, I really enjoyed it, and as a result, probably you can see me. Popping in and out and everywhere, right? Yeah, because I'm kind of everywhere in, in,
0: there, my, uh, in the beginning. My, my favorite part of that episode. I mean, it was a good episode anyway, but obviously it's just seeing a friend oh, thank In you. It, front and center in so many of the scenes was uh, was, was really nice. So oh, thank you I'm so much. I'm glad you great. enjoyed it.
2: No, I really did. It was, a, it was a great shoot, it was a great experience, and it was lovely, lovely to work with, uh, alongside and with uh, Peter Kappel. I, I, I thought it was, was a great, uh, great Doctor Who. I thought was a pretty good guy, actually. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, one of the best.
2: And what are your views on this? One of the best, yeah? Because I know that, uh, you know, when you read the Doctor Who magazine and you look at some of the interviews from fans and stuff like that, that, uh, that a lot of people, it's not their favorite
0: Doctor Who, right? The thing is, there've been so many, and yeah. Uh, yeah. when I first saw him, I was not convinced. Yeah. Now, now though, it always happens. Now though, I absolutely love him. I think he's one of the best, and so it's rewatching and giving it time, and then looking at it retrospectively. Yeah, You you have a have a different opinion, and I'm wondering. I'm imagining that's how, how I'll feel about. Jodie Whittaker, who I think is already very good, yep. um, but uh, how how will I feel differently in the future? The the uh, the, the impression always improves afterwards. But um, yeah, no, it was. A, I think that's those were three terrific years of the of the series in my in my opinion. Uh, so it was good. Yeah, for me too. Oh, yeah, nice. I
1: think he's uh, I think he's my favourite of the the new series Doctors. Um, okay, cool. But, uh, you, what you'll find is that uh, Doctor Who fans don't really agree on very much, so <laughs> there's always a <laughs> yeah. uh, wide variety of opinions.
2: <laughs> I was quite a funny anecdote coming out of that because as soon as the, the episode got broadcasted, I got some nice little publicity out of it, and uh, and I remember at the time I had an agent which I'm not with anymore, but I got a letter from a Doctor Who fan who wrote to my agent office for me, and he wrote this wonderful. Um, He's a great, great guy. I mean, he wrote this wonderful uh, eight-page letter, like handwritten, you know? Oh, my God. Uh, awesome. my in Doctor. Who. Mm. Yeah, yeah, massive fan of Doctor Who, and he, and, he, and he printed all of these pictures of me in the episode, and he wanted me to send all of these pictures and send them back to him. And uh, he was uh, an avid uh, collector of the, of the show, and he had over 7,000 signatures wow. from okay. Pascal from past casting crew from Doctor Who over the last, what, 30 years or something like that? That's
0: amazing. Yeah.
2: And I just thought, wow, not that. And I, so so I thought, I thought, this is the reason I wanted to get into Doctor Who at some point because it's, uh, i tell you in a moment because I'm going to be starting to do some convention and comic cons this year, you know? Cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, and and I thought, that's the reason why you want to be doing these shows, you know, because, because, uh, because a lot of people love them, and there is this kind of this camaraderie and this friendship and this family feel, and people really love the show, you know, and are huge fans. And I could see that when I got that letter. I mean, handwritten. It was not even like you know, like an email or stuff. It was handwritten, signed. It's all the pictures, self blow up, and very polite, very courteous, and official obliged to it. It was lovely, you know, and uh, and hopefully I'm going to meet more Doctor Who fans uh, this year. As I'm going to embark on uh, trying to test the waters and do
0: these kind of conventions, you should, you should. I think it. Uh, I think it's. I mean, Mark and I have been to a few, uh, and yeah. the, they are. I mean, you'll probably get asked something slightly left field, slightly weird, or, or something. But you know, mo- it, it's it's uh, it's a great time for for you, especially with you know with your polar appearances as well. Oh, definitely, man! I'm I looking think, forward to uh, it. Yeah. Um, I'm, do, I'm doing it man I've, I've got like
2: I've, I've got like a lovely a lovely uh, convention agent now that, uh, that signed me up lovely guy and I've been booked for a convention in Weymouth on the 24th of March so I'll be there I'll be in Plymouth on the 12th of May on my 46th birthday so that's another Comic Con and a convention and uh, obviously uh, more will be booked this year so uh, uh, that would be great uh, because of what I did in Doctor Who, Poldak, Dark, Broadchurch, uh, Victoria, and all of the other independent stuff. i not say, yeah, Colin, I'm starting this this week. Man. Sorry, not this week. I'm doing my first convention in, in, two, uh, in two months.
0: Excellent. Nice one. That's brilliant.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, speaking of the, the huge sort of fan interest in the show, uh, yes. what's the secrecy like? Yeah, Do you have to kind of sign things to say you won't reveal anything about the episodes that you're in?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like most production, you know, you sign a confidentiality report, you know, you you can't really say, you can't really, you you can't say nothing, basically, you know, you Mm -hmm. can't take pictures on set, you you can't speak to anybody, you know, you you can speak to your friends about it, you know, say, well, I have been in stuff like that, but, you know, you you don't want to talk about anything on social media about it, Uh, you, you need to be professional, Mark. Mm-hmm. You know, because because if you leak any kind of information, that would be detrimental to, number one, the production. Mm-hmm. And number two, yourself, because you're shooting yourself in the foot. You know, you need to be professional. So, no, you don't talk to anybody about it. But deep inside, this kind of like, certainly when you nail a shoot, when you, you've done a great shoot, you know, you think, oh, man, I just want to see that. But, you know, you can see it for a year and you can talk about it for a year. Uh, it's kind of hard, you know, and then you can't wait when it comes out and then you can't say things because it's in the public domain anyway, you know, but, but yeah, you know, and in particular in Doctor Who and I come to this about resolution in a minute, you know, mm-hmm. he, 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 you know it's all extra super confidential, which oh. is normal to be honest with you, you know, for, or, or otherwise imagine if, uh, I think it was an incident once uh, about a couple of years ago when there was a guy that was on set and, and he leaked information and took some picture, and uh, and then all the press came along, you know, and they kind of kind of ruined it and destroyed the story and mm-hmm. uh, and the yeah. momentum. Yeah, yeah, something happened in Wales about a couple of years ago. I Do think
0: where- uh, the this the last season that you've done, uh, uh, season eleven of Doctor Who, has been m- much more renowned for being no news at all, and that everything was yeah. just going to be a surprise. Yeah, um, and I. I don't know what everyone else thinks, but I'm, I'm quite keen on that. It's like I didn't want to know X was in it, Y was in it, and sometimes it's deliberate. They'll have an actor revealed in a trailer a few months before the episode, Or, um, but, but you know, over the last sort of 15 years, once the show has been back, is, um, a lot of stuff has let, uh, leaked to the papers, and I cannot imagine how tough it is to keep all that under control, but this year has been noticeably tighter, and... Um, uh, on that sort of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I mean, m- most production would be like that, but I think, uh, in particular, when you work on the big ones, you know, when you make a big movie, it's like last year I worked as a uh, as a supporting artist on a massive production which I can't even talk about. You know, and that's coming out later on this year. You know, and like really, you can't say you can't say nothing. And I'm really looking forward when it's going to come out. Cool. <laughs> yeah, That's a yeah, 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 game. yeah. Uh, big, but yeah, I, I'm not even going to go
0: there. Uh, <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> cool. It'd be a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And Doctor Who was great, and it was very similar with
1: uh, with my shoot on Resolution. It was kind of a strange event. So yeah, you play um, one of the Siberian warriors in Resolution. Yeah. That, so do you have to have a bit of kind of weapons training to to do that? You'd handle swords and things beforehand. <laughs>
2: Well, on, on this particular shoot, it wasn't too much of an issue. But I had, I, I had, I had so training. Yes, in the past, not for, not for Doctor Who, but as you perhaps know, I played King Arthur three times. Yeah. Over the past three years, I tell you what, you guys should probably go and check that out on the internet. I can't think of any actors who played Do- uh, King Arthur three times sure. in three different production companies, and not only that, I'm a French
1: yeah
2: exactly very special yeah yeah. Yeah, very special but I did a movie which is on post-production right now called Mordred where that was probably one of the um, with with Paul Dark probably one of the most like intense um, and difficult shoot I had to do because not only the shoot which was it's a feature film by the way it's an independent feature film um, an Arthurian legend uh, I'll come back to your resolution in a moment just to give you an insight where, where basically we had to do rehearsals for six months and I had about uh, like 400 lines to learn and it was like crazy, man. I didn't even know how I'm going to start. It took me about four months to learn the full script and uh, and then we used to rehearse all the time and I had to have some training, you know, and they had this really like Viking re you know, coming to teach us to use sword and, and shields and stuff like that, you know? So, uh, so yes, I had the the kind of, like, weapons, sword training. But for this particular episode, there were not really any kind of fighting scenes. You just see us charging and stuff. And, again, it kind of, like, we were on set for that scene all day. I think it was, like, a 13-hour shoot, man. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a lot of the stuff got cut off. So you, you don't really see everything that we did. And they kind of narrow it down. It's kind of funny, isn't it, that the 13 hour shoot could be narrowed down to like 10 seconds. Yeah.
0: yeah. I just you rewatched know. it. I just rewatched it. I was like, that, that's, uh, that's a very short amount of time. But, uh, but you, know, yeah, you, but you never
2: know. Yeah. 13 hour shoot, you know. But the key is this even on a shoot like this, where you want to do it to be in it. You know, and, and I mean you know, which is like kind of great. You know, you can you can see that uh, looks like that kind of like, a, you know, I mean it, you know, as a, a, a Sagayan warrior. So in my eyes, it was like job done, you know. Yeah. But um, cool. I remember when I got cast for this one, they, they were very secretive about everything to tell you about secrecy. And yeah. uh, in the beginning, I didn't even know it was for Doctor Who. and then And then I got to know about it about two days before the shoot. And then the day before the shoot, I got my coach sheet and, and the location I had to go in Wales, which uh, they weren't giving us a postcode. Uh, we had like to go like on the pinpoint, on the map, you know, like pinpoint maps. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it was like super, super secretive location. And uh, I drove from Cornwall all the way to Wales through the night and I arrived there and and I thought surely and I thought like it was like six o'clock in the morning I arrived in Wales I left Cornwall about like two o'clock in the morning you know to be on set for like seven a.m. or something and um, and I'm thinking there is nobody here and I'm looking and I'm looking around you know and I I look at my sat-nav and I'm trying to put the postcode the nearest postcode and I'm thinking the postcode is like half an hour away and, and so I'm going back to the pinpoint, and I said, Well, you've got to go further. And it's just that, you know, uh, I'm just in Snowdonia. That's what I tell you. I'm in Snowdonia. Snow, I mean, I'm in Snowdonia, yeah, in, 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 in dirt track, going into quarries and mines. And it's like nobody there. So I had to drive something like 15, 20 minutes. And I see no, not a suit, no car, nothing. And I'm thinking, I don't, I'm going to miss that suit. There's no way I can do it. Oh, because I didn't see no cars. And I'm thinking, yeah. what the, what the heck am I doing? I'm, I'm just following that, that, that point that they give me. But I'm driving in the middle of nowhere, like you know, like in the forest, in, in the hills, in the dirt track, in the mountains.
0: <laughs> That's they, the, they don't give the, it, that. That. That's really interesting that, that it's, it's so so secretive. They don't even tell you what program you're on. They tell you to get two yeah, days co- before. Yeah, co- They don't tell they you before. really how to get there. It's really yeah, interesting.
2: Yeah, but they tell you kind of to get there, but you are kind of confused because because they don't give you a postcode or anything like that. Just you got to be there. It needs to be secret, you know. And, and and you go there and and then you drive for like 20 minutes in that dirt track. Then you think that you're lost. And you think that there's no way that is the right location, and then suddenly you, see, you, you you go above the hill and you see all the trucks there, all the trucks yeah. there, everybody there, everybody, and it's quite great. It was very, it was a very good shoot and it was um, it was uh, in a beautiful location, beautiful, completely sport, not a soul over there, as you can imagine, because I've just told you there was in the middle of nowhere in mm. Snowdonia. and uh, it, it was a very hot day. I think it was. It's one of the hottest days. Uh, you know, you know, we had a very hot uh, like uh, spring and summer I mean, last year, in mm-hmm. and it was one of the. It was one of these hot days. Like I think it was about thirty-five degrees or something crazy like that. And we were all in in uniforms and armors and stuff, you know, all like running and doing all these weird, all these battle stuff, and and, and it was it it, 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 it it was great. It was great, but we didn't see Doctor Who over there. It was just like it was, the, 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 that particular scene was just the scene that you see at the
1: beginning of the, the episode. Right. And they obviously didn't you know, give you any clue as to uh, who you were charging into <coughs> battle against. No, I mean, I, I mean, it was kind of like, you know, it,
2: it, it, I, 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 I'm to be honest with you, but I'm still confused about it now. Because <laughs> they, were, they were all at it together, like one day and they were saying, okay, you got to charge these guys. In the beginning, I said, "Okay, let's do that." And then I said, "No, you're with them now." And I said, "You got to charge them now, and you, and you got to fight them." And everybody's together, and um, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> but look, man, it was just a great shoot. It was great because I was doing Doctor Who. So you don't ask too many questions sometimes when you do that stuff. You just, you just, you just do it. You know, the director, you know, they give you directions. You just throw the directions, you know, and you do your job, you know. Um, I knew I was in Doctor Who, and I uh, I knew I was I was in Good Friends. You know, it was great.
1: Uh, you got a Dalek episode as well, so it's it's quite special.
2: Yeah, very very special indeed. That would have been nice to be uh, to be able to see that, but but to know that he was in there, mm-hmm. I was really excited when I heard because I didn't even know about. You know, I didn't even know that the Dalek was in there right. before I read the press in December. Because, you know, you're trying to work out, okay, when is that episode, that film, is going to come out? And nobody tells you anything about it.
1: Right. And
2: then you, kind of, then you find, try to find some information on the internet. And this is where I saw myself on the trailer. I just picked up the trailer. The trailer came up on my feed. And I said, oh, cool, it's coming out uh, on the 1st of January. And, uh, and I saw myself on the trailer. I said, oh, brilliant. And then this is where I realized Dalek was there. I said, oh, result, this is brilliant. <laughs> but obviously I didn't even know about it. I didn't know, I didn't yeah. know nothing about it. You know, I did my scenes and then I, kind of that was there, you
1: know. So when you've had to keep, uh, keep everything secret on, on the different shows for a year and you finally do get to sit down and watch an episode, what, what's that like? Do you sort of, uh, celebrate or?
2: Well, you get the uh, personal satisfaction that the mm-hmm. job uh, is a good job done. And, uh, obviously there are some sh- shoots where you don't even make the final cut. Uh, there are some shoots where you think you could have done better. Uh, because I'm a very, very critical of myself. I, I always try to push myself forward, but all in all, uh, yes, Mark, I feel very pleased that I've done it and I'm in there and I'm building a little legacy for my kids. One day my kids will be watching that, even if it's moment, even if it's brief and stuff, they'll be able to say, you know, oh, wow, daddy's been in Doctor Who, daddy's been in Portage, daddy's done a bit of and daddy's been in there and this and this. And this. this is kind of I'm doing it for myself, but. I'm kind of doing that for my four-year-old and my one-year-old as well, because you know, in ten years, fifteen years, hopefully that might be able to inspire them to be able to do what I did, which to, which is to believe in themselves. Because this is a lesson I'm trying to to do for myself, but for them too later on in life. Is that like, if you believe in yourself and you're willing to do whatever it takes and work hard and 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 keep knocking on doors and forget about the competition and and just keep going, then you will you will succeed because if you you keep pushing and shoving you will succeed man you know and this is a good lesson for the later on that a guy like me that came out with literally nothing at the age of 42 could start doing something like this Uh, but but obviously now I'm still believed that you know I've reached the first level I've done my first level you know I got my badges now I need to get I'm getting to the other level you know I've got so much more to offer and I know so many more people now and, and I'll tell you in a moment that there is a lot of nice little projects coming up for me issues are going to be very interesting you know
1: fantastic that's great so a lot of your parts are um period parts is it does that particularly appeal to you sort of um the, the costumes and things from from past time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I mean obviously I, I
2: used to get the period stuff. It's kinda of funny, you know, my uh, uh, guys that a lot of people and you know, I've got a lot of actors' friends now and, and kind of like they, they will get like parts in in thrillers, in the action or sci-fi like Star Wars and things I mean I never get sniffed that. But like you're right, I got I, 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 I got myself into most of the period dramas. You know, I mean I've done Vic, I've I've done Podark, I've done Victoria, I've done The White Princess, I've done King Arthur, Forbidden History, you know, and I've probably done more and I've done last year like a big one, you know, like another big period drama, which you know about later on this year. So yes, it's been a, it's been more it's been
0: more inclined that way. But I, I think that's like, a good that's a great genre to be in. I yeah, think a great it's great.
2: it's a great genre. I love period dramas, I love to dress up and uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's wonderful. But, but I used to have longer hair, yeah? I used to have longer, you know. I remember. Yeah, I had long hair. But um, but um, I cut my hair in January last year for a movie, and my hair is still short now. But nevertheless, I'm still being cast in, in, in various, various things, uh, not just period dramas, no, but other things as well. You know, so it, it's kind of cool, you know. As you perhaps know, last year I did a, a very good film. I had a very nice part with lovely lines in German, in French, in English, with the lead in a, in a World War I film called Eleven, which is available on iTunes, Amazon Prime, Sky Store and everything. The film came out in November last year to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I. And it's a film and it's written and directed by my very good friend, and wonderful talent, Rock Salt. And it's co-directed and starring Sean Cronin, who is a great guy to work with, one of the greatest villains of British cinema. You know, he was, uh, he, was, uh, he was the villain in uh, Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. James. He was the villain as well in uh, James Bond with Sophie Marceau. You know, the, the boy guy, he's a scar. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. Um... I'm, just, I'm just on IMDb right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Sean yeah. Cronin, is it? Sean Cronin,
1: C-R-O-N-I-N. Oh.
2: He Or if you look at Eleven, he's been in some great movies, you know. And he plays, and he plays that German, that German soldier in Eleven. And, and I'm running some lines with him in the film. And Eleven it's such a great, great experience as well. That will have to be one of my highlights of my acting career as well. And and maybe you guys should check out that film because it's a very nice film. Definitely. And uh, the soundtrack has been composed by the guy that directed the music on um, on uh, Dances with Wolves and The Last of the Mohicans. Oh, so yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful, atmospheric soundtrack as well.
1: Fantastic. A
2: very nice film. Very, yeah. very powerful and very emotional film. Independent, made, made on a shoestring budget. Made about 100 grand, I think. But uh, yeah. wonderful, wonderful result. And I think that now they're going to uh, release it worldwide soon. I think that it's going to be released in, uh, in the USA. I see that they've signed a contract with China and, uh, and Korea. So it's going to go places, you know?
1: Brilliant.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reason I had to cut the hair. And obviously, uh, I've been cast as well now in another war film called No Glory, which is the World War II film now. And I'm going to be playing a guy from the French Resistance, one of the main guys in the French Resistance. Uh, And that should be filming sometime this year, I think, in, in France and in England. That you should be able to see it as well, Colin, on my MDB. Yeah.
0: No nervous. glory, no no glory. Uh, not a war film. Excellent. So, well, <laughs> did you work with um, Jenna Coleman in Victoria? Are you any scenes with her? I'm
2: sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I worked alongside her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh I, wow! I, I, I was not direct with her, but my scene, my scene is when she comes to France, so I'm, I'm right with
0: her. Excellent. Well, I have a look. yeah, yeah.
2: I play I a French courtier over there uh, with the French guy, the French king, and she comes to France. Uh, I can't remember, that was uh, season two. But that, 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 that was a cool shoot. That was another four-day shoot that was very uh, cons- condensed and, and, and a lot of the scenes were uh, uh, really cut and edited. But it was, uh, all in all, it was still a lovely shoot. It was lovely to be part of it. Uh, something that was pretty cool to film as well, that was the White Princess, the follow-up of, of the White Queen and I'm probably I mean nearly in every episode this is very good uh, is that, that Jodie Comer yeah yes. yeah wow she plays she plays um, there is a very good screenshot of me and you can see the. you, you can see her Jodie uh, playing the queen walking for cor- the coronation and I'm just in there with her you know and, uh, and that was a good shoot that was I did about 21 days on this all of her all of her the main castle in England, Arundel, and I went, I went all over the place. And I played a noble guy and, and a French painter. I did a lot of things in there. And I'm nearly in every episode uh, on this. That came out on Stars, Stars USA. Actually, funny enough, it was like um, it was a very lavish shoot that they were spending a lot of money on this, you know. And it was a long shoot, and uh, and and Stars, Stars USA commissioned that. You know, it wasn't the BBC because the, 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 the White Queen was the Bib. Yeah. But the White Princess was commissioned by Stars USA and, and it was, and it was uh, aired in, in the USA and Stars USA. And then only a few months later, a little channel, the Drama Channel, picked it up and uh, aired it as well. But obviously, it's probably never as good as, um, as the Bib or. Or ITV or something like this. So it's available on DVD, and I'm sure you probably can watch it as well. But that is a very nice series, and uh, the the mother of the king. It was lovely to work with her as well. Actually, to be honest with you, there was some fantastic cast in this. Uh, the the mother the mother the the mother of the king is played by. Um, Oh, I can't remember her name. She plays uh, the, she plays the Mother Stark in Game of Thrones.
0: Oh yeah, I know who you mean.
2: Yeah. Uh, Michelle Fairley? That's right. Yeah. So that's right. Great actress. Yeah. And, uh, and, and one of the, and one of the, one of the main guy from The King is played by Vincent. Uh, and he was in 300. And, and he played as well. Uh, there is another TV series which is fantastic, which is, um uh, uh, uh that series about, uh, what's the name of it, AD or something like that, about Jesus. There was a TV series that came out two or three years ago, a biblical TV series, when Jesus got crucified. It's the aftermath. And, and when, when the Romans, that Chasing the Apostle, and that Benson Reagan, Benson Reagan, play a play, uh, uh, pilot. And it's very vicious in there, and that block is a—it's a great actor as well. So they had a great cast in there, great cast. So to work with these dudes all day long is like wow, man. Oh, Brilliant. You know, it's like wow. You know, I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, 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 I'm mixing it up. Mixing it up is the best of the time, you know. Mm. So
0: it's,
2: it's wonderful, Colin. It's wonderful. And I've got, yeah, I've got a few projects in the pipeline as well. Obviously, you can see on my MDB, you know, I've got 40 credits. Uh, next, week, uh, next week, I'm doing a, a short fantasy film, which should be very nice. Three-day shoot back home in Cornwall, uh, based on the tales of the Brother Grimm's. It's about Snow White, and I'm playing, funny enough, I'm playing, uh, I'm playing uh, Happy the Compassionate Dwarf. <laughs> so that, so that's going to be a super cool shoot with yeah. a few lines and lots of CGI and uh, it's not the story that you, it's not the Snow White story that you might think it is uh,
0: I, so, sorry? I, I, I'm I just absolutely delighted for, you know, as a friend that you and I hadn't realized how uh, how many things you you done? I didn't realise you were in yeah. Victoria. I didn't realise you were in the White Princess. It sounds like you're having a, a ball of a time, and I think you're you're going to really enjoy certainly convention appearances. I think the the Doctor Who crowd is the is a bunch of folks that um, like you know like like to like to chat, like to talk, like to get stuff signed. So I, th- I think it'll you know continue to sort of drive you on. I, I'm I'm really delighted for you, mate. Thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate that. You know, yeah, I'm living the
2: dream, you know, but I'm very grateful for everything that happens. You know, I'm, I'm just like, yeah. Because to me, I've done nothing, yeah. You know, I just want to, to get to... I'm really trying to test myself, you know, and see how far can I go. I want to be able, you know, Colin, I want to be coming at a point that like I'm 65 years old, in 20 years, and I'm thinking, you know what? I couldn't do anymore. I don't want to be in a situation in 20 years and asking me that question, what about if? Mm. And that ain't going to happen because between now and then, a lot of things are going to happen and I'm going to push as far and hard as I possibly can go. So uh, there will be no regrets. I will have done everything in my power to, to do that so. and this is what drives me on you know and not only that me doing it for my for myself but doing it for for my family and, and trying to build some kind of legacy and example for my children you know when they grow up and they can look back and they say oh wow daddy's been in this he's been in that and if he can do it so why can't I yeah. you know and I will encourage them to do that and I've got so many nice things in the pipeline as well I mean there is a project I mean Another project that's going to be so fantastic to work on this year that I've just been cast on, which is something, to be honest with you, I don't think this ever been done. And there is this great director called Martin Webster from Webster's Films. He's done one or two movies before, but he's got this great, grand vision of making this movie. And it's, it's called Grell, like the Holy Grell. Grell. Right. Okay. And and, 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 and and it's never you might have heard the story about it uh, you might have heard the folklore and stuff like that but it's kind of a biblical movie but set set in a in, in kind of dark times basically it's Jesus 15 year old Jesus and Joseph coming on the boat and coming on the shores of Britain wow. the film would be about Jesus and Joseph, 15-year-old coming to Britain. And then without going into too much details, they're going to be Merlin involved, there's going to be a lot of character. I'm going, I've just been cast as Maliki, which is kind of like a a gold kind of warrior, devilish, hardcore, killer. You know, but I can't, can't you know, you know it's, it's going to be dark, gritty, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be atmospheric, but the Jesus in the film is going to bring the peace and the love and stuff, so it's never been done before. Imagine the Passion of the Christ meets, uh, I don't know, uh, Excalibur or something. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be great. So I could do that mashup. I think that yeah. uh, that's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be great. So we are filming uh, in the end of February. The teaser trailer for that. Uh, so we'll be we'll be filming in Cornwall at sea. The the teaser trailer, and you you you'll be able to see that probably in March or in April. That will be sent to potential investors. And I think that we're going to start filming some scenes in September. And I think that's going to be a winter shoot. They want to. They, they want this to be a, uh, um, some kind of like cold, gritty, you know, like in this this kind of shows So that that's going to be great. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I've just been cast as well in another film called another. It's it's, it's independent, yeah, an independent film, yeah, indie. So I'm in the indie scene. And there's another film called Lawrence. Lawrence after Arabia, which is the last ten years of uh, uh, Lawrence. You know this guy. And she's being cast as the reporter, the reporter of the Figaro, Jean Renard, filming some scenes in June for that as well. So yes, a lot of things, lots of things happening. It's going to be great.
1: Wow, that's excellent. Just yeah, congratulations on on your success that you've, like you say, you just kind of uh, decided that's what you want to do, worked hard at it. That's uh, it's brilliant.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, so um, yeah, you need to keep going and you, know, you keep fighting. and and, uh, and 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 we try to get into another Doctor Who, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <no. laughs> I we want to that. get into another Doctor. Who. You know, yeah. I want to do as many Doctor Who as possible. You know. Um. So yeah. We say Panza. There is another film that's going to come out soon called Homeless Ashes. That's going to be a great film directed by my good friend Mark Zamit. Um, and this is a film where I, I did a little nice scene as well uh, last year. that's that that will be finished. At the end of April, I think I finished editing. That will be coming out uh, at the cinema soon, and it's about homeless people and things. I think it's quite an important message in you know? there, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be quite a powerful film. In the movie, the one of the main guys is Lou Temple, um, a regular in Walking Dead, and he's been in uh, one of my favorite movies. Not everybody's favorite movie, but I love the Halloween, the, the Halloween series. I'm a yeah. big fan of the Halloween franchise. And uh, and he plays in one of the Rob Zombie uh, movie, uh, the first Halloween, you know the reboot, and uh, and he's been in, in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A very great American actors. He's he's the lead in there uh, with Maria Howell that was in the Color Purple as well. So uh, be on the lookout for this Homeless Ashes, great film. And um, that's all, really. You know, uh, I mean, like I said, lots of things in the pipeline. Keep watching, guys. It's a yeah. lot of things happening, and I didn't even tell you about some of the secret projects I worked on that I can't even talk about. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, when we go, when when you see a screenshot somewhere, I say, hey, watch yeah. that link. You know, like click that link. You know, you can see that film there. But there was something I can talk about. Uh, but it's going to be uh, an interesting few months.
1: Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely uh, speak to you again in the future. Um... Great to looking forward to, up to it there. Mark
2: thank you ever so much for uh, to you and Colleen for having me in your show please come to see me guys at the convention in Weymouth it's a convention in Weymouth on Sunday the 24th of March and I will be here at the Comic Con convention in Plymouth on the 12th of May, more uh, convention coming and uh, being booked as we speak. But you can hook up with me on my Twitter. It's at gui Rivo. At gui Rivo, G-U-I-R-I-V-A-U-D. This is where it's all happening. And I'm telling everyone <laughs> all my news. And uh, I post things about uh, productions, about everything that rocks my boat as well. So check me out in there and hook up with me on my Twitter. And I see, okay. see you at the convention near you. Sounds good, mate. Take care. Cool. Brilliant, Colin. See you soon. See you, Mark. Love to you all. Yeah. Take
1: care. See you later. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Cheers. Bye. 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 Cool. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that, I love. I love all that stuff about um, how you got into acting and everything like that. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. No, I know, I've known him for quite a long time, and uh, but I, I didn't. You know, we're not spoken uh, that that regularly, but. Um, just his determination about what he was going to do so if the you know if any of us want to end up in Doctor Who it's not too late you know yeah uh, that was good that's the moral of the story so you know congratulations to him he's been in uh, lots of uh, lots of things
1: yeah definitely so I will put links in the show notes to the convention appearances and uh, kind of where you can find some of the uh, movie appearances and stuff like that to be able to find out yeah cool so have you um, ever been on screen or anything?
0: Uh, no, I don't. I've been I've been in a I've been in a music video, not a music video, but a concert, a video of a concert ah, once right or twice, right. but um, nothing. What about you? I was in a NatWest
1: advert once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old? Um, it was two thousand and ten. Um, I worked for NatWest at the time and I was working in a branch in Liverpool, um, I had a job where I used to train the branch managers in, in new processes and uh, the sort of few weeks that I was in the big branch in Liverpool, the um, it's called the city office, it's quite an ornate banking hall with a big sort of marble dome ceiling and stuff and they were filming an advert in there so I, I got myself on it and uh, <laughs> it's uh, like a non-speaking part but you can see me sort of three or four times just uh, in the background. Uh, but uh, when I was in Sydney in about 2001 and I was looking to pick up some work there I uh, saw an advert in the newspaper and it was uh, it was basically it was the same kind of thing as, as, as Guy was um, starting with supporting artists um, and there's a big uh, Fox Studios down there and they, they filmed, uh, I think they filmed some of the Star Wars there um, but at this time there was yeah. the Matrix sequels Oh, wow. Uh, so anyway, I saw this advert and it said, um, you know, kind of extras wanted, um, looks don't matter, no experience needed. So I thought, that is the job for me. <laughs> uh, so I went along and in hindsight, it was obviously a scam because they they wanted like $50 uh, or something like that to take some headshots. Uh, um, right. So I said, oh, look, I'm I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm, I'm a backpacker, you know. And they said, oh, it's a shame because um, we're filming the Matrix sequels at the moment um, and, you know, we're putting a lot of work their way. And obviously, at this point, only the first Matrix had been out. So uh, the first one's excellent. I think I love it, and not too good on the sequels. So, um, so that was how they persuaded me to uh, to part with my yeah, my fifty bucks and get these headshots. Um, but they never called. Uh, which was, right. Uh, it was That's quite funny. I think they must have been filming. You know the the scene in the second one where all the Agent Smiths attack. Yes. Um, Keanu Reeves. Because they, yeah. said, oh, they put a call out a couple of weeks ago, and they they wanted people with the long thin face, um, and you'd have been perfect for that. And I thought, <laughs> have I got a long thin face?
0: <laughs> yeah, even, exactly. Yeah, it's like how do people it? view you if you're, you know, it's based on I just need someone that that looks like this. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a strange <laughs> way to be considered, isn't it? Yeah. When, when you know we, we have different kind of jobs to that to the the, sort of the, the arts industry, it's like. Oh, never thought of it like that. It's like it's not doing a spreadsheet, is it? So yeah,
1: yeah. So I guess I could have had Hugo Weaving's face mapped onto mine if I'd uh, <laughs> if been around a couple of weeks beforehand. But uh, I see. Cool. Yeah. Um, and speaking of convention appearances, um, obviously Gee's got his appearances coming up. You've recently um, had a convention
0: at the weekend. Yes, I went to Science of the Time Lords in Leicester on Sunday uh, with my friends um, Simon and Steve. Um, and I think you know there's there's a lot of good ones at the moment. I think mm-hmm. you know last year, the last sort of twelve months, I've done more than I've done in a while. Uh, you know, there's Vorp, which we went to, and Hoover's, uh, and now this one. And I think there's a there's a real sort of buzz around a bunch of you know folks that go to these uh, you know cosplayers you see all the time who are who are great fun. Um, but uh, you know, it had a. They said it was really, really busy on the day that the doc- the doctors came. So they did all the, they did four doctors on um, the Saturday. So um, Peter, Collins, Sylvester, and Paul. And on the Sunday, it was uh, um, Janet Fielding, Sarah Sutton, uh, Louise, and Katie Manning, and Shobna Galati from Arachnids in the UK. Mm. Um, and they. That they did the best um, panel that I've seen, a best doctor's panel I've seen. It was, I mean, just put Janet Fielding anywhere, yeah, uh, and Kate and Katie actually. In fact, they're all they were all brilliant. Um, uh, so you know, if you get a chance to see them, I mean, I was kind of I've seen the doctors a lot of times. I kind of know the the stories. I'd never met Katie or uh, Louise Jameson or um, Janet Fielding before. Um, so I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, and, and see them, meet them for the first time. Um, cause you know, I can't not meet, you know, th- those three. Yeah. So I met Sarah before. Um, but it was really, you know, really, really good panels some good questions. Um, uh, I remember Sarah Sutton saying that series 11, they're all watching series 11. They all liked it. And Sarah, Sarah was like, it's the first series I've actually understood. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, that's it's. Um, and that made me thinking. Yeah, no. What you know, we all know this. I think that, that series eleven was pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. um, pretty, um, uh, pretty linear, and uh, you know, understandable. And, and actually, a lot of people found that refreshing. Um, and, and my mom was like, "Yeah, I really enjoyed this year." Whereas I think I think I may have said to you, um, the other day. Well, some folks that I went back and watched Series ten recently over the over Christmas and it massively raised my my appreciation for it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And that's all high stakes, the you know, four hundred mile spaceship going into a black hole with the time running in the different parts of it. I just thought it was mind bendingly great. Whereas Series eleven I thought was good and promising, and there were a couple of highlights, but it, it, it was it needs to really take off, and uh, but that's what Sarah Sutton was saying that she really, um, really enjoyed it. Um, the other things I would say about that day was <clears throat> uh, so uh, try and meet Kate, Katie Manning if you haven't already. I mean, I know you know you have, and the listeners have, um, but uh, she's just the. Uh, just absolutely wonderful. Gave everyone a hug, mm-hmm. and there was one point where she came. She had, you know, a really long queue, and she came down the the queue, just hugging everyone. And I was like, "Oh my god, are you leaving?" It's like, "No, no, I'm just giving everyone a hug as <laughs> just to uh, keep everyone going," you know. Um, and uh, you got to see her, uh, and she was absolutely lovely, and took so, you know photos with everyone, and um, just charming. And obviously, just loved her time. And, and for you, and uh, and uh, if you don't already follow her on Twitter and Instagram, you'll know what such a, um, a wonderful kind of ambassador for the show that she is probably one of the most prominent ambassadors for the show. Um, and, uh, you know, John's legacy and, uh, but, uh, her, um, she's just loving doing all these things. She absolutely loves it. So she was brilliant and hilarious and she had bronchitis as well, but she still made it. Um, and, uh, uh so yes, um, so, Jack, and the other thing. It, so, the tips with um, conventions, which I've just learned, mm-hmm. is um, you've really got to prioritise who you want to see because if their queue gets to the end, um, they might they might run and get a train. Yeah. And so, and so, I was like, well, hang on, I'm in Katie's queue. I need to see Janet. And it's like, oh, can you hold my spot? And I want to see Janet. I was like, um, it was um, short but sweet. Um, but uh, there's always next time. There's always knowing, you know, if, if there's a chance to go in the morning. Make sure you meet them all, versus don't necessarily saving it for the end. And uh, uh, but it, you know, uh, that's that's a lesson learnt there. But uh, just about managed it. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's um, that was a good one considering the venue being a, uh, a the Space Museum in Leicester. Yeah, uh, and you know, the uh, tons of cosplayers, um, you know, folks dressed up as um, Cybermen. Really great. Really great Daleks, uh, really funny Daleks. Um, uh, So, yeah, nice day. Nice day out and uh, definitely going to do some more this year. Um, We're doing Big Finish Day, aren't we?
1: Yes, yeah, I've got my ticket. That's in June uh, in Derby again, which is uh, much handier than than Slough for anybody
0: from the north of the country. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It was good for me. I just half an hour to drive drive to Slough, but... uh, um, (laughs) Quickly, quick to get out of as well. Um, but yeah, Dub Dub is going Quad's good, and the, the Hoover's always do a great job. So yeah, really, yeah,
1: um, it was uh, it was a great venue, and, uh, and the two two that I did last year were, were Warp and Big Finish Day, which I really enjoyed both of them. But they they were kind of totally different. When they Warp was so huge, and there was always three panels on at the same time. They all looked great. Yeah, plus the signings, photos, everything else that was going on. That was really kind of. You got some tough, tough decisions to make. Uh, in terms I agree. Of, uh, in terms of what you want to do, big finish day was way more chilled, wasn't it? Much more personal. Uh, it was. You, you kind of. I mean, there was nowhere near as many people there, um, but you felt like you got more time. I think with the guests, and
0: I think yeah. so. I think. Um, I mean, you know, having been to the Excel Centre one in 2013, which was you know massive, massive. Um, yeah, the that It's good to go to a range. It really yeah. is good to go to a range, and, and big finish is like for the for you know classic fans mm. fans of what they do. Um, uh, whereas Vorp had uh, it was it was very much a classic show uh, as well, and I think you know you said that was big. It's like it it, it was busy. I think for, versus being too big. I think it was probably like twice the size of Big Finish in a sense but it was just um, because it actually it's more, more and more conventions I think were going um, to the Midlands and to the north and I, I think mm. there's you know there are a ton of fans there and that it's not all London all the time which is good and yeah. I think that's what um, um, Big Finish have done you, know, you couldn't get more central than Derby I don't think so
1: Yeah, it is good to see that because the, the first of the Doctor Escape rooms has opened in Leeds I mm. want to say I think yeah, Bristol
0: that. as well Yeah, there is one I, I can walk there's one in Reading uh, it, it literally will take me five minutes to walk there from my place I haven't done it yet I haven't booked it um, I'm terrible at escape rooms but hopefully it's more kind of you know uh, which episode of Castrovalva is blah 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 you know, versus any kind of maths questions
1: um, but yeah once you've that's done good. that, you'll definitely have to come back on and tell us about it. Kind of give, give a bit of a report then. That'd okay.
0: All right. All right. Let me let me uh, let me get some friends together and uh, we'll do the cool. do with the escape hunt review. Yeah. Assemble okay. a team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Excellent. Right. Yeah.
1: Practicing. I've um, i just booked for um, I can't remember the name of it. There's a convention later this month in Edinburgh. Um, I think it's called Cap- Oh Yeah Capital Sci-Fi, um, which Peter Capaldi is going to. Oh, you lucky
0: so-and-so. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: I think I'm right in saying it's it's only his second UK one after the LFCC last year. I might be wrong about that, but I don't think he's done many
0: in the UK. Yeah, I think he does a, he does a lot of American ones, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, and I, so I saw him at LFCC, but it was, it was round. It's also a... Um, it's very much like a signing machine, the whole LFCC. I mean, they do, I think they do a really good job. Mm. Um, I, uh, there's there's like a critical mass of people to go and meet. And again, the whole kind of convention tactics of, you know, who do I see? When do I queue? When do I eat? Where am I walking around? How do I get an autograph protector? All this stuff. It's, it's a, it's a great deal to think about. And it it does take all day if you're going to go and see things. Um, but we, we went to see um, Wes Chatham, who's one of the stars of The Expanse. Um, and I don't know if I've um, gone on about The Expanse at all to you, um, but I think it's one of the best sci-fi series ever made and certainly the best mm-hmm. thing on at the moment. it is uh, very basically, I could say, it's a cross between Blake 7 and Babylon 5, and... Um, but it is absolutely thrilling. It's super diverse. It's a great plot line. Um, and uh, I strongly recommend it. It's um, it was on Netflix. Amazon have picked up series four, uh, and they've also got seasons one to three coming to them next week. The Expanse is fantastic. It's proper, you know, Blake Seven style. I.e., serious, hardcore um, sci-fi um, with a with a with decent really decent arc story and effects so I, I do recommend that if you're at a loose end um, but yes no we went to see where's Chatham and, it, and, and, and you know the, the expanse is not well known mm. so we got tons of time with him um, and it was just that was lovely whereas I think if I'd queued for an hour to see Peter Capaldi um, I, I though I would have loved it I would have kind of gone you know I'd, I, I want to wait till you know he's like during big finish days, do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, yeah, you get a bit more time to, uh, to, talk yeah.
0: to them, yeah. But that's great that you're going. Have you met him before?
1: No, 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 not at all. Um, that's, uh, awesome. that's 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 I want to go really. And then there's uh, as we we booked tickets for Warp in September, um, and they're kind of hinting that they've got a big name that they're going to announce. Okay. Which, given they've already announced, sort of, um, I think uh, Peter Davison. Sylvester McCoy and David Bradley. Oh, have they? Okay, I think so. Well, they released some art yesterday. Um, uh, okay, which uh, which had them on the poster. Um, so I'm sort of thinking, maybe it's one of the modern Doctors that they've got coming.
0: That would be that would be cool. I, I, I mean, I mean that's the the thing is when you know when will J.D. Whittaker start doing convention, it's Probably yeah. sort of later or afterwards. Um, but I would love to meet some of the new. I'd love to meet Mandip and Tosin and and Bradley and and Jody. I think uh, yeah. they would uh, they'd be well received. It and,
1: does seem uh, to be that pattern a little bit with the new series. They they do the big American ones first, don't they? Uh,
0: I think so. Yeah, I think it's it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't remember when. When did Matt Smith start doing conventions? He, he did. He did the. 2013 one, and he was still the Doctor then. Yeah, I can't remember anything before then. As in, did David Tennant do conventions when he was still the Doctor, or was it after when he did them? I can't. Yeah, remember.
1: I don't think maybe maybe then when he did it yeah, when he when he was the Doctor. Um, yeah, I've just got
0: the, the book page up here. So um, as well
1: as the three Doctor actors I mentioned, uh, Sophie Aldred, Andrew Cartmel, Fraser Hines, okay. uh, Rob Shearman. Uh, Joseph Long, who played the Pope in that was Extremis. Okay. Um, Paul Ooh. Cornell, which is brilliant. Uh, I absolutely love Paul Cornell. Uh, Wendy Padbury. Oh wow. So yeah, that's um, there's already um, yeah quite an amazing
0: lineup. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no, I, did, I I did um I, I booked Warp when they did because they did early bird tickets the like the moment the last convention ended. So I have got a ticket for that. So I'll see you there. Excellent. Um, yeah. I uh, need to figure out. I'm um, completely forgotten, actually. I was just like, oh, that, that's done. Uh, you know, it's back in September. I'll think about that later. And then obviously I hadn't thought about it at all. So thank you for reminding yeah. me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that'd be good. And um, David Bradley would be good to meet, actually.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, he's got an amazing career, hasn't he? It's, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, there's, like there's, there's an absolutely awesome photo uh he did at a convention with just uh, you know a convention goer that had like he was holding the dummy's guide to wedding planning or something like that right as in the the red wedding from oh, game of thrones of course. yeah i get it now yeah you get it now okay good i was like oh my god this is good if you don't get it this is not gonna work um but no spoiler alert um he's very good at organizing very special weddings um yeah. but uh, he seems like a great guy um yeah. From everything he's been in yeah and he's in
1: Les Miserable, the, the BBC adaptation at the moment okay. which I'm enjoying uh, so so that's cool
0: that is cool and then Big Finish just released an, uh, another first Doctor Adventures with him in it yeah and I'll, pro- I'll probably get to listen to that in 2035 yeah. <laughs> is probably when I'll get around to it I'll um, just buy them and wait <laughs> uh, but yeah we know we're, we're, um, we're getting a lot of good stuff at the moment
1: Yeah, yeah, I've just been listening to The Crash of the UK 201, um, which I think is the last in that series, with Peter Purvis and Maureen O'Brien, sort of reprising their roles as Stephen and Vicky, and Peter Purvis doing a a brilliant first Doctor. Wow. Um, So that's been a really good series. They're kind of longer stories as well, each of them are, I think, four You have
0: that commute, don't you? You have that. You have your commute time for, for listening to Big Finish. Yeah, I mean, it's only the it last 25 minutes or
1: something. Yeah, well, I've got about 15 minute commute, so it's if, if they do okay. a 25 minute episode, it's just about perfect um, for, <laughs> for uh, I can get through an episode a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty lucky it's quite a relatively short commute. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to listen to Radio 4 anymore at the moment because uh, I don't like to arrive at work
0: angry. So, <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. It's either a I podcast say, or a big finish. When you said that, that you were listening to a big finish called UK Crash or something, I was like, <laughs> well, that's a Brexit <laughs> metaphor if I ever heard one. Sorry. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, good. Excellent.
1: Cool. Well, thank you very much for joining me and for introducing Guy.
0: A, thank you very much for having me yeah no um uh, i thought it was an interesting discussion about how um he's managed to get into acting and uh, onto our favorite show and uh, really wants to go back so uh yeah there's uh you and i need to drive through the night to some yeah. undisclosed <laughs> location to to get something filmed as um as pteroleptors so uh let's, let's do that yeah
1: yeah it was fantastic really good to speak to him inspirational yeah absolutely fantastic that uh But yeah, just kind of seeing something, deciding to do it, going out and doing it, it's brilliant.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. And I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Take care, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye.